Welcome to the City Light Podcast. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out online at citylightchurch.com. Today, we're continuing our series called Dream Again. With everything that has been going on in our world this year, 2020 can feel like a year of loss and frustration. But even in the craziness of this year, we believe that God is calling us to dream again and move forward in the plans and destiny he has for us. Thank you for spending time with us today, and we hope you enjoy the message from the series, Dream Again. Well, I'm excited for today. I'm excited for what God's been doing in the church, and uh, a lot of great things are happening in our church, and I probably shouldn't say anything yet about this, but I'm ex- too excited to keep it in, and that is that uh, m- myself, our trustees, the leadership of our church, we've been really working hard to find out, okay, what is a good location for our church to be meeting at. This has been great over the last few months. We've really been enjoying it, but um, we are really close to signing a, a kind of a longer term like lease agreement on a building that would be completely ours. So we don't have to tear down and set up anymore for a while. So, so that's a really, really good thing. And so we'll give you more details on that, but uh, hopefully we'll hear back this week of what they, uh, they like our deal or not. So I like our deal, but maybe they don't. We'll find out in a few, a few days here. But, but I'm excited about that. And in the meantime, we are compl- always saving as a church for that day that we are able to purchase our own building and have it ours, completely ours. And so uh, that day is coming, and I'm looking forward to that. And uh, it's going to be great. The portability season of setting up and tearing down will be over one day. And I think all of our setup and teardown guys said, amen. All right, all right. But I'm excited too because today we're in week two of a series called Dream Again. And if you missed last week, I'd highly encourage you to go back online, watch it on demand if you can during this week because it was kind of a pivotal message for our church and the season that we all find ourselves in together right now. One of the things that I felt like God shared with me is that during a 21 days of prayer that we did last month, that God really shared with me something, he dropped something in my heart that it is time for our church, it's time for our people to begin to dream again. What I felt like the Lord always showed me is that a lot of us uh, have been just so focused on some of the things that are in front of us right now, whether it's, it's COVID, whether it's wearing masks, whether it's health issues, whether it's uh, you know, uh, trying to figure out your kid's schooling situation. There's so many obstacles that are like right in front of us. And I felt like the Lord said for, for too many, for too long, we've been looking and focusing on the wrong thing and it's time to lift up our heads, begin to see forward again, begin to see the future and the plans that God has for us and to, to stop getting stuck in where we're at. Yes, we gotta take care of some things, but to continue to look forward into the plans and destiny that God has over our lives. And it's time to really begin to dream again. And the dreams that I'm talking about are not just dreams that you have and dreams that you think are cool, but they are the God-given dreams that he will put inside of you. That God has a dream and a purpose and a plan for every single one of us in this room today. And if you're watching on, at home online, you as well. That God has a purpose and a plan that he wants us to discover and begin to do, work out in the earth today. And we got to stop being so stuck sometimes because of culture and whatever else is going on and saying, okay, God, I'm not staying stuck anymore, but I'm going to keep going forward into the plans and destiny that you have for me. So head up, 
eyes forward. Let's keep going, church. Let's see what God wants to do through you and through this place in Jesus' name. Because I think our, our future is way better than our past. Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen from somebody in the place today? Let me ask you a question, though, this morning before we really get into it. How many of you, uh, when you go to bed at night and you wake up in the morning, you know you dream a ton? Like you have, you dream, you like, like all the time you're dreaming, like you wake up and you have a dream that you're like, man, I can't believe that dream I just had. How many of you are like, I don't remember any dreams I have? Like, I don't even think I dream anymore. Like when I hit the pillow, I'm out. Like forget about it, okay? How, how about this one? How many of you... Have you ever like had a reoccurring dream? Like it's the same dream over and over by show, raise your hand. If you're, if you're home online, raise your hand as well. Just if you're on your couch, it's okay, put your hands up. Like a reoccurring dream. Like I, I, I did some research this week and I found that there are a lot of common reoccurring dreams that, that, that a lot of people have that, we, that are kind of similar. Like maybe you can identify today, how many of you ever had the reoccurring dream that, that you're, you're always late to something? That you're always late, like you're, you're just frantic because you're late to somewhere? Okay, great, a couple of you. Uh, how about this one, uh, the one where you're falling? Like, you, like you're falling from like somewhere, like, and all of a sudden you like jerk yourself awake. How about anybody have one of those before? Man, I had one of those the other night. I think I scared my wife half to death. Like I was like, ah! And she was like, what in the world? I'm like, nothing. You know, just go back to bed, you know? <laughs> like, oh man, the falling dream, I hate that. You know, and there's old wives' tale, like if you, if you fall and die in your dream, you die in real life. No, that's not real, that's not true. Don't, don't worry about that. This one kind of freaked me out though, that I'd never had this dream, but maybe some of, somebody in here has, and that is that you had a dream that your, your teeth are falling out. Anybody have the teeth falling out dream? Oh my goodness. I read that and I was like, are you serious right now? Like people, like, it's just like, uh, your teeth are falling out? Like, I don't understand. Like, that is so interesting to me. Okay, so some of you, you're, you're worried about your teeth or something. I don't know. Your teeth are falling out. Okay, what about the, the reoccurring dream that you're uh, just like, you find yourself naked somewhere? Like, you're just like completely naked. You're like, oh my gosh. Well, I, some of you are answering yes to all of these dreams, and I'm going to... We have, our prayer team will be up here after service for you if you'd like to stop by. But man, I never had that dream either. Uh, that's an interesting one. My reoccurring dream that I have, and maybe some of you can identify with this, is that my reoccurring dream is that I'm back in college and like I'm about to fail a class and, and I'm not gonna be able to graduate on time and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I haven't been to college in like, I don't know, like 15 years, 20 years. I don't even know what it is now. But I'm still like having college dreams where I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna fail. I'm not gonna be able to graduate. You know, I'm gonna be a loser or whatever. I'm just like freaking out. And then I wake up and I'm like, it's just a dream. Like, are you serious? Like how many of you wake up though and you feel like that dream was real? Like, like how about this one? One last one. How about, how about this? You, you woke up and you're married maybe, and your spouse in the dream made you angry. And so you woke up and you were angry at your spouse the rest of the day. Come on, somebody. Anybody have that dream before? Where you're like, what's wrong? Like, so you did something in my dream. And you're like, what did I do in, my, in your dream? Like, you know what you did. And then you just walk. Like, and then you're, you're like, you're in trouble the rest of the day. Like, I, I've been there, I've had that dream, and I think I've been on the receiving end of that a few times as well. But sometimes we can have some pretty funny dreams in, in, our, in our lives and we can have some crazy stuff, reoccurring things that happen. 
And, and here's where I'm going with all this this morning is that just like all of us dream, whether you dreamed more when you were younger or whether you dream a lot right now, we, we all dream. We all have a God-given dream that he wants us to understand and fulfill on the earth today. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter how you feel like you feel insecure about yourself. Like we all have a God-given dream that is specific to you that God has given you or wants to give you and it's for you to do something great in his name on the earth in this place. And, and I believe that. And just as, as, just, just, just as much as, as you may wake up and feel like, wow, that was a real dream. I believe that the dreams that God has for you and the dreams that he'll place inside of you are way more vital than anything that we could ever fulfill. When you're living out the purpose and the dream that God has for you, you'll find the fulfillment and the purpose and the, and the, the, the joy that maybe some of our lives have been lacking in. I wanna to read to you a verse today. It's kind of been our theme verse for this series. And, and I love how the message paraphrase says this. This is not a literal translation of the Bible, but it's a paraphrase. But I love how Proverbs 29, verse 18 says this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. So if you can't see that God has a plan for you, if you can't see that God is working even in the midst of COVID-19, if you can't see that God is still on the throne and is still like in charge of the universe, if you can't see what God is doing, we're gonna stumble all over ourselves. We're gonna make mistakes. We're gonna, we're gonna find purpose in the wrong areas. We're gonna be doing all sorts of stuff. Because you can't see, you're gonna stumble all over ourselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, so when you're doing the thing, that God places inside of you, and you're doing the thing that, that God has put inside of you for you to do in this, in this earth, he goes, they are most blessed. I love that, they're most blessed. This isn't a, a blessing in the sense of like, oh, I'm blessed with all this stuff. It's a blessing in the sense of, I've got an inner peace, I've got an inner joy, that doesn't matter what circumstances happen around me, I'm blessed on the inside. I'm blessed because of what God is doing in my life. And circumstances don't determine my blessing, my joy, my, 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 what I'm doing in my life. That It's different. You can experience that. I want to read you another verse, though, that talks about dreams in the New Testament, the book of Acts, chapter 2. And it says this. This is an interesting one because a lot of people are talking about this stuff right now. It says in Acts, chapter 2, verse 17, in the last days... God says, so, so people ask me all the time, Pastor, are we in the last days? Like, I don't know, like, like COVID and all the craziness going on with the rioting and, you know, all this stuff. Like, are we in the last days? And I always tell them, well, all I know is that we are one day closer today than we were yesterday. Come on, somebody, like, than to the return of the Lord. We're one day closer, okay? And it's interesting because, you know, Jesus even said that, that nobody's gonna know the day or the hour that he will return. No, nobody's gonna know that. But he says, look, you can see, you can kind of see what's going on. You can tell some things, but nobody knows the time or the hour. So he says, be ready. So when people ask me, they're just like, Pastor, what's your end times theology? And I always say, well, my end time theology is I'm gonna be ready. 
And so I don't know if it's going to be pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, or any trib, whatever. All I know is that I am going to be ready for the return of the Lord. I'm ready to go right now if he wants to come back. I'm good. We're in church. It's a good place to be at the return of the Lord. Come on. So some of you are like, I don't know if I want him to come back right now. Like, I got some stuff I want to do. Like, but I was just thinking, you know, in the last days, though, it says this, I will pour out my spirit. So the, the spirit of God is already here. But in the last days, it's going to be like intensified, that God's going to really pour out his spirit on the earth. And it says this, and it'll be on all people. So not just pastors, not just church leaders, but it's going to be poured out on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I love that. And it's basically talking about that. Listen, you're going to see things. You're going to you're going to see things that haven't happened yet. And I'm going to give you a glimpse into the future and, and dream dreams on some things because I want you to be prepared for what is coming ahead of me. Said, Listen, I want you to be ready for my return. I want you to be ready for these things. And I think God is going to intensify as we get closer to the, the return of the Lord. I'm not saying it's tomorrow. I'm not saying it's next month. But I'm just saying that he will intensify the pouring out of his spirit and that people that are called by his name are going to begin to dream dreams again. You're going to see things differently again. The world's going to be just, you're going to see things with a different lens on what God is doing in the earth. And so here's the deal. What I want to do today is I want to help all of us begin to hear God's voice so clearly than, than ever before. I think a lot of times people struggle with hearing God's voice. And for you to get the idea that God has a dream for me. That I'm, I want to dream dreams. I want to see things. I want to know what God has in store for my life. We have to be able to hear God clearly. We have to be able to hear his voice. And like I said, this can be a struggle for a lot of people. It's like, I, don't, I just don't get it. Like, I don't hear anything. I just try and I get nothing, you know, or I hear something. I think maybe it's the pizza I ate last night. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to hear God's voice very clearly. And I want to I teach you today on some practical ways and some inspirational ways on how I believe that God speaks and how he shows us through his word, no matter what you may be going through. So I want to look at a, an Old Testament prophet by the name of Habakkuk, okay? So if you're pregnant or you know somebody's pregnant looking for a, a baby boy name, like you found it right here, Habakkuk. Like you got to kind of get your phlegm going too when you say it really good, okay? So Habakkuk was an Old Testament prophet and he was living in a time when it was actually a lot of bad things were happening on the earth. A lot of bad stuff was going on. The people of God, the Israelites, were really, uh, they were in trouble against this other group of people called the Babylonians. And, and, and it was kind of like, Habakkuk was like, God, where are you? Like, there's so many bad things going on in our world today. Like, God, where are you at? I, like, I don't get it. Like, God... Like, I, you can't be pleased with this. Evil is winning. God, where are you? And Habakkuk has some, some complaints that he's sharing with the Lord. And in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 5, it says this. It says, it says, God kind of begins to respond to Habakkuk and his requests. And he says this. He goes, look at the nations and watch. And be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you would not even believe. You're not going to believe it, even if I were to tell you. So God is saying, listen, Habakkuk, I know you got your complaints. I know you don't like what's happening in our world right now, but I'm doing something. I'm doing something, and if I told you what I was doing, you wouldn't believe me. 
Like, it's, it's so crazy. You could, you, you're not even gonna believe it. And Habakkuk's like, well, well God, tell me something. Tell, tell me what's going on. Like, I need to know. And, and that's what I wanna say to a lot of us today. If you're watching online, listen, no matter where you're at today, no matter what you may be looking around the earth and culture and seeing things going on with, with different rioting in our cities and, and different like political unrest and the election and, and you got all this craziness and COVID and masks and you're like, God, where are you right now? God, it seems like this is just not any good. There's not peace. There's no unity. Where are you at? And I would tell you, listen, even in the midst of all the craziness that's going on in our world, God is still on the throne. He still has a plan. He is still working even when you can't see him working in your life, when you feel like you are up against it and you're like, oh my goodness, like all these negative things are happening. God, where are you? Listen, God is still working. He has a plan for your life and you cannot give up in the midst of the situation, but hold true to what God's word says because he is faithful to the end and, and he's got a plan for your life. And so it says this later in verse six, God begins to tell Habakkuk his plan. And he says this, he goes, I am raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings, not their own. They are a fear dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dust. Their cavalry gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like a, an eagle swooping to devour. They all come intent on violence. Their hordes advance like, the, like a desert wind uh, and a gra uh, gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at fortified cities by buildings and, and earthly ramps, uh, they capture them. And I'm sure Habakkuk's sitting there going, yeah, God, I know the Babylonians. Like, they're the ones that are causing all the trouble. You don't gotta tell me about our enemies right now. I, I get it. Like, uh, these, are, these are not good people right now. They're doing a lot of damage. You just, yeah, I, God, I know who they are. And God is saying, listen, but I'm doing something that you wouldn't even believe. I'm raising up this people for this time. And I want you to begin to see what I'm doing in the season of your life. And I love Habakkuk's response. In chapter two, he says this, okay, God, if you're doing something and I'm not gonna understand it right now, he says this, he goes, I will climb up to my watchtower and I will stand my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says. He says, then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets, so a runner can carry the correct message to others. Let me give you five things today real quick, on practical side of how you can hear God's voice and things that I see in this portion of scripture. If you're taking notes today, I'd love for you to write this down. Number one, the first thing we see Habakkuk do is that he, he kind of withdrew. He withdrew, he said, I need to hear from the Lord, so I'm gonna withdraw. I'm, I'm gonna kind of pull back. He says, I'm gonna climb up to, to my watchtower. I'm gonna get away from the noise. I'm gonna get away from the craziness. I'm gonna get away and I'm just gonna get alone with the Lord. And I was thinking about that. You know, our lives are so busy even in the midst of, uh, of the pandemic. You know, it's, there's so many things that we're, we're having to do now and figure out and, and how we're gonna do this and how that. And, and we can live our lives so busy that we're like, God, I need to hear you. But we're never taking a moment to just take a step back and say, okay, God, 
I got to tune out the noise. I got to tune out the media. I got to tune out, you know, Facebook. I got to tune out all these different voices. And God, I just need to hear from you. God, I just need to hear from you. I need to unplug. Like we all unplug when it comes to vacation and you all love vacation. How many of y'all love going on a vacation? Right, show, raise your hands, come on. Like it's like vacation, like get me out of Michigan, especially in the winter. Come on, let me find the sun again in Jesus' name. Like, like we love that. Like we love vacation. We, love, we wanna vacate. We wanna get out of here. And just like we, our, 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 our bodies and our minds, man, we need to, to vacation. We need to get away from some things. Listen, our soul needs to vacate as well sometimes. We need to take a step back from all the things that we're going through and say, Lord, I need, I need to kind of, kind of withdraw and I need to focus in on you again. Like Jesus even did this in Luke chapter five, verse 16. Jesus said this, or Jesus, this happened to Jesus, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places where he prayed. He got away from the noise. He got away from his disciples. He got away from the crowds. And he withdrew to some lonely places that he could really connect with the Father. Like how many times, or when's the last time, that you just withdrew from the craziness of life and just said, God, you and me right now. I'm just tuning out everything. I need to hear from you. The second thing, if you're taking notes, is, is this. Is his, he says, then I will wait. And, and, and waiting is another thing that I think we don't do good in our culture. If you're taking notes, number two, wait. Because we're all sick of waiting, right? I mean, like, some of y'all are like, I'm waiting for this pandemic to be over. Like, come on. Like, I'm waiting for my kids to go back to school in Jesus' name. Like, I'm waiting to figure some things out. I'm waiting to not have to wear this mask no more. I'm waiting. And, like, we don't want to wait anymore. We don't, we don't want to wait. It's like we just want it now. We, like, we live in a microwave society where it's like I want things right here, right now. But there is power in waiting on the Lord. There is power in not rushing through that season and that time of saying, God, I'm withdrawn, uh, I'm withdrawn, and, and I need to hear from you. And I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm not leaving here until I hear from you, God, because I need to hear your voice. And I'm desperate to know what to do with my life. I need to have purpose. I need to have fulfillment once again. And again, we see this in Scripture where in Psalms chapter 46, it says, he says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we want to know God, but yet we're not willing to be still. And sometimes you just need to wait on the Lord and say, God, I'm here. I'm not rushing this thing. And I know I got places to be. I got people to see, people to talk to. I got jobs. I got this. But my most important thing I can do today and every day is, is wait on you and connect with you. Because all wisdom comes from you. All understanding, all strength comes from you. God, I need to connect with you today. And then he says this, and I love it. He says, the next thing he says is, man, he goes, I'm going to wait and I'm going to see what the Lord says. I want to see what the Lord says. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. And that is simply you want to hear God's voice, get into his word. Like, like get back into a place where you're reading God's word once again in your life. A lot of times I think we go through life and like, man, God, what do you think I should do about this one? Like, what do you think? Like, what's your opinion on this idea in my life right now, God? Like, I need to hear from you. And God's like, you know, I already said something. It's actually in the Bible, and you can go read it. 
And that's my, that's my voice to you. you can, that's my love letter to you. Like you don't need a voice from the Lord sometimes. You just need to open up our, your Bible and say, God, what, do you, what did you already say about this idea? What did you already say about this topic? And get back into God's word. I think sometimes we can, we can spend our whole life looking for a, a voice, but we need to just find a verse to help us go forward in the next thing that God has for us. And so we get back into God's word and say, God, I need to hear you. And, and God, you've already spoken about this, so I'm going to... I'm going to tune out some things and I'm going to hear your word and listen to your word and read your word once again. Like I, I love the Bible app. I love our culture that we're in. The Bible app, if you don't have it on your smartphone or your smart device, it's one of the greatest inventions because it's, just, it's your Bible right there on your smart device. And, and it's, it's amazing because they have all these different plans that you can read through. But one of the best features that I love on, on the YouVersion Bible app is that it will read the Bible to you. Like, you don't even have an excuse anymore. Like, I'm so busy. I don't know if I can read it. It takes so long. Like, you get in your car on your drive to work, or if you're going somewhere to get the kids, or you're going to get the grocery store, you throw in the Bible, put it up right there, start a plan. It will read it to you. Like, you can turn off the news talk radio. Come on, somebody. You can turn off sports talk radio. It don't matter. The Lions are going to lose anyway. You can just turn it off and say, okay, here we go. Like, what's going to happen? Like, I need to hear God's voice. I need to get into his word again. And it'll read it right to you. I think it's important. Again, you want to, if you're desperate to hear God, get back into his word. Get back into a place where you're hearing his word. And then number four, he says this, Habakkuk, he talks about, he says, man, the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets. One of the greatest things I've found is to write down what I feel like God is speaking to me on. I think a lot of times we... Maybe you will spend time in prayer. Maybe you get an idea from God. Maybe God does speak to you. But yet we don't write anything down. And then within a few days, we forget about it. The busyness takes over. And then we forget exactly. What did God say? Like some of the greatest ideas I've ever had in my life. Some of the greatest things that we've done as a church and for leadership and as a, as a father, as a husband, have, been, have come out of prayer. And, and I, don't need, I don't just get an idea, man. I get a notepad next to me. And I'm writing down the things that I feel like God is saying to me and speaking to me because I don't want to forget those things. And I write them down. And then number five, I go back and I review those things every couple of weeks. And I make sure that, listen, if God has spoken to me on this, that I'm not just going to let this go and I'm not just going to forget about it. But I review it over and over and over again and say, okay, God, I thought this was from you. And so I'm going to take a step forward in, in believing, God, that God, you're directing me. You spoke to me on this. So listen, that's some of the practical sides of, of hearing from God. How do you hear from God's voice? How do you hear him? But let me give you some inspirational things because sometimes, you know, the practical side is great. I think a lot of us are practical people. But then there's another group of us that we want to get the inspiration behind all of the practical things. We want the inspiration behind hearing God's voice and, and living out the dreams and destiny for our lives. And I found this one in another portion of scripture that I thought was so, so key to our time. And it's found in 2 Kings in the Old Testament where, again, we have an interesting story happening where there's these three kings who, who they kind of want, they want to go to war against this other king. So they said, hey, let's all partner together. Let's, let's, let's gang up on this other king. Let's take him out and, and we're going to do this. But we're having some trouble in the midst of it. Like it hasn't rained in a long time. We need some rain for our troops for our cattle, for our horses, everything like that. And we need to know, like, even though we're ganging up on this one king, like, are we going to be successful? And we need to hear from the Lord 
on this whole thing. So let me read it to you real quick. In 2 Kings chapter 3, it says this. So the king of Israel set out with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. And after a roundabout march for seven days, the army had no more water for themselves or for their animals with them. What? exclaimed the king of Israel. He has, has the Lord called us three kings together only to deliver us into the hand of Moab? That was the group that they were trying to overthrow. He goes, but Jehoshaphat, that's another great name if you're looking for a baby name right now. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may inquire of the Lord? And he said, listen, we need to hear from God. And there's a prophet somewhere that, and a prophet in the Old Testament was somebody who, who they knew was hearing from God. And they're like, man, we need a prophet right now. We need somebody. And it says this, an, an officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, son of Shaphat, that's another great name, is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. Elijah was another great prophet in the Old Testament. Elisha was kind of like his protege, his apprentice. He learned under Elijah. And so he, he was this great, great prophet as well. Jehoshaphat said, he says, the word of the Lord is with him. So, so the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Elisha said to the king of Israel, why do you want to involve me? Go to the prophets of your fathers and the prophets of your mother. No, the king of Israel answered, because it was the Lord who called us three kings together to deliver, us, uh, to deliver into the hands of Moab. Elisha said, as surely as the Almighty lives whom I serve, if I did not have respect for the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not pay any attention to you. So he's saying basically, because of this one king, because of his reputation, I'm, I'm going to be with you. But these other two guys, I don't know. Y'all are jokers. I don't know if I like you. But because of Jehoshaphat, I, I'm going I'm to give you something. And then I love what he says next because it's so great. He says, but now bring me a musician. Like, that's kind of a weird request, isn't it? Like, he's like sitting there and he's like, these kings are begging him. We, are we going to defeat this group of people? And you know, we need some rain. We're, our troops are thirsty. And Elisha's like, yeah, I need some mood music right now. Like, come on, like, I need some slow jazz up in here. Like, I need, I need, I need, I need a musician. So to illustrate this, I'm gonna get, uh, I need a musician today. Come on, let me get, get Mary down here real quick. Come on, give it up for Mary, our worship leader, as she comes down. I need a musician to illustrate this. I, I, I love it. And and it says this, that I think was so interesting because, you know, the, these three kings di didn't realize something that Elisha knew and he realized. Because he said, I need a musician. But then it says, then it happened, that when the musician played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him. He said, I need some music. He said, I need, I need, to, I need to get into the presence of the Lord he says, listen, I, I need some music to get there. And he understood that through music, through worship, something happens in the atmosphere of a room when you just get even a little bit of worship going on. It just changes. It just changes everything. It's just different. Like, watch, I'll show you. Mary, stop for a second. Okay, see, it's gone. It's over. Spirit's gone. It's over. You know? But listen, it's like, you know, like, if I said, church, you know, God is with you, God is on your side, he loves you, and there's no music playing, it's like, okay, 
Nobody really claps for that. But we get a little music playing a little more and it's like, hey, hey church, man, God loves you. God is with you. He's on your side. Like you're gonna make it. Everything's gonna be okay. Like something all of a sudden comes on, on the inside of you and you're like, okay. And something happens in the atmosphere of worship. And that's because number one, the inspirational side of this whole idea is that dreams are birthed in God's presence. That dream, the dream for your life is birthed in the presence of God. It's not birthed in just sitting around, just coming up with ideas all on your own. But then the presence of God ushers in so many amazing things. Where all of a sudden you can be having the worst day ever. You can feel like I'm not hearing from God. I feel like things are, are, are up and down. But all of a sudden you begin to put on some worship music in your car. You put on some worship music in your house. You put on some worship music in your office or wherever you're at. And it changes the atmosphere of what you may be feeling and what you're going through. Because just like Elisha knew, it says that, that the hand of the Lord was upon it. You put, worship is more than just songs. It's more than just music. It's like the hand of the Lord comes and gives you an understanding that no matter what you're going through, God's with you. The hand of the Lord is there. You want a dream for your life? You want to know what your purpose is? God, what do you have for me? Put on some worship and seek the Lord. Then he says this, which I thought was interesting. After the musician is playing, he says this. He goes, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. So Elisha goes, hey, give me, give me a musician. I need a musician. And then here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out in this valley. I want you to start digging some ditches. And I'm sure the three kings, as they listen to Elisha, like, man, this guy's crazy. He wants a musician. Now he wants us to go dig ditches. And like, what in the world? What is the point of all this? Like, why, why, is, he do, why is he asking us to do this? And what I found in my life and maybe you found this to be true as well, is that when you have a dream for your life, something that you feel like God has spoken to you on, it can't just always stay a dream. Eventually, it's gotta push you to the place where you're actually moving and doing something. See, they were gonna dig ditches because they were gonna begin to gather water, and they were like, I don't even, there's not even gonna be any rain coming, and you want us to dig ditches to gather water right now? Are you, this is ridiculous. But sometimes you have to move in faith towards the dream and the vision and the plan that God has for you. And it may not make sense on the outside. It may not make sense to the person next to you. It may not make sense to the person you're telling. But all of a sudden you realize, man, God has spoken to me on this. And I have to move. I have to go forward. Number two, if you're taking notes, dreams go from inspiration to participation. They go from inspiration to participation. God is inviting you and saying, listen, you wanna do something great, you wanna know the plan I have for you, I'm inviting you to join me. I'm inviting you to get up off the couch, I'm inviting you to stop just being a dreamer, but being somebody that takes the dreams I've given you and put them into action in your life, and you begin to see my hand working on the inside and outside of your life. And then it says this, it says, for this is what the Lord says in verse 817, Elisha again talking, he goes, you will see neither wind nor rain. And I'm sure the kings are like, great. You want us to go dig ditches? And now you're telling us we're not gonna see anything? Like, what's the point of all this? 
And I think, I think Elisha understood something. I think God understands something that, that we have to keep on pushing even though we don't see the, 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 the fruition of our dreams yet. Because he says this, yet this valley will be filled with water and you and your cattle and your other animals will drink. And by the way, I love this. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. He will also deliver Moab into your hands. Number three, if you're taking notes, last little point. And that is that dreams continue regardless of what you see. I think so many times in our life and in our culture, we, we quit on our dreams maybe way too soon. We quit on the things that we feel like God has spoken to us on. Maybe you shared it with somebody and they laughed at you or they thought it was stupid. Or maybe you had a moment with God and then maybe a couple of days later you're like, I don't know if I should do that. Like, that's ridiculous. I don't know if I can accomplish that. And we can quit on our dreams way too soon. Or maybe in the first sense of an obstacle or something that may seem hard. Or maybe we're, we're like going out in faith and we're like, God, here I am. And we're not seeing anything happening around us. And it's like, God, are you sure you said to do this? Are you sure you told me that this is what I'm supposed to do with my life? Are you sure, God? And just because we don't see it right away, a lot of people quit on their dreams way too soon. And I think God is telling these three kings, listen, don't give up. Keep pushing forward. My word is true to the end. You're going to see it happen just as I said it would happen. So listen, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what maybe obstacle may be in front of you that it's hard to see beyond. I, I don't know what it is. But I believe with all my heart, it's time to dream again. It's time to stop being focused on the thing that's stopping you and begin to lift your head, begin to look forward into the plans and destiny that God has for you and say, I'm not gonna let this stop me anymore. Yes, I gotta take care of this, but I'm planning and going ahead. And I need to hear God's voice in this season. I need to hear God's voice in our day and age and in this culture. I need to know what God wants me to do. I need to know the purpose and the plans that he has for me. And I'm not stopping, I'm not giving up. I'm gonna keep going. If I need to get away, I'm gonna get away. But God, I'm gonna wait on you. And God, I believe that God, you're gonna take these dreams in my heart and you're gonna begin to do something amazing on the inside because these dreams are given from you. And God, I know that all these dreams are God honoring because they all reflect your kingdom, God. And I wanna see more and more people come to know you and know the goodness of you, God. So I'm leveraging everything I have to give it to you, God, because you are faithful and you're true to the end. I just believe, church, that this is a day, this is a time and a season where we as a church, we gotta start dreaming again. We gotta start seeking the Lord again. We gotta say, God, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to reach? Who do you want me to help bring the love of God to? Who do I need to help bring unity to? Who do I need to help build a bridge to, God? Who, God, who? And let the Spirit of God lead you and direct you to the plans and purpose He has for your life because He has a dream for you. Don't leave here today thinking, I don't have a dream. God doesn't have a plan for my life. He absolutely does. It just takes us a moment tap into him. Say, God, I'm here. I'm available. I want to hear from you. Here I am. If we could stand today and close as we close this message today.